Welcome back to She Got Next, episode eight. This is our Super Bowl edition. Just kidding, because we don't talk football. We talk women's basketball. Dallas, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. There were so many games this past week that we can talk about, and I think it is exciting just to see on my timeline now my algorithm has shifted to where I get more women's sports tweets and Instagram posts and stuff. And so I like that I can see all the other media outlets and normal people who are talking about women's sports because then it shows that the game really is growing. You know, because I, I always see football stuff. I always see NBA stuff. But now I see more women's sports stuff. So it's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's real. All right. So let's get into Caitlin Clark, right? She's often discussed on this podcast, but it, it is always for good reason. So Caitlin Clark, she just reached a new level of stardom. So the Iowa star, she now has an entire camera dedicated to only following her around. So it's an isolation camera. It's the Caitlin camera. This is through Fox Sports, and it's the first time that they've ever streamed live game content on TikTok. So throughout the game, when Caitlin is on offense, it's following just her. And then when she's on the bench or when she's on defense, it'll zoom out and show overall game action. I just feel like that's crazy. Like you've reached a new level of superstardom to get yeah, your own it, camera. Yeah, it's like they took it past the mic'd up thing. It's like literally uh, the camera. Like first mic'd up. Mic'd up is cool. It's cool hearing the players talk, but a camera is crazy. And it, it makes me wonder... How would they do this in the future? Imagine if you have a team like South Carolina. South Carolina, they have a bunch of stars. Would they have a camera? Like, if it was last year, would they have had an Aaliyah Boston camera and a Zaya Cook camera? You know, like, if there's multiple stars on a team, have a Bria Beal camera, too? Or is it just... If they were at LSU, would they have an Angel Reese camera and a Flage camera? Or are they just not... Big enough, you think? Um, I think that like it would be. I think it would be cool, actually, something to like implement into NBA or other things. Like, I think it would be kind of cool, but it's just like how do, like you saying, how do you determine who gets the camera type thing? Do you do it only for certain type of games? And I don't know. I feel like that it would be cool, like the mic'd up thing, like just taking it to the next level. So, I mean, it's it's not a bad idea. I like to see it. So let's see it. I think it also could be cool if it was a program, even if they went throughout different teams. So if they said, okay, well, for UConn, we're going to have one game for Paige, one game for AZ. Then we're going to have an LSU one. We're going to have one for Flodger, one for Angel. Like if they switched it up, I think that could be a cool concept. But it's also no way to know if someone's going to have 45 points that day or only two points in a bad game. I understand why it's like, okay, well, Caitlin is consistently putting up points. She's averaging 33 points a game. So you kind of know she's going to go off. It's very futuristic. Yeah. Like my player. <laughs> like my player. Yep. So Caitlin is now 39 points away from breaking the NCAA women's basketball scoring record. Like I said, she's averaging 32.4 points per game. So basically 33, she's 39 points away. She is playing Super Bowl Sunday. Iowa has a game 
Do you think she's going to break it that day? Do you think she'll go out for 39 or it'll just trickle over into the next game? I think next game. Think next game? Yeah, I think the next game. They're playing Nebraska this yeah. upcoming game. And then after that is when they play Michigan. And, yeah, that's a conference game at, uh, for Nebraska. Uh, they're not going to let her get that. <laughs> they're not gonna. They're not gonna like. They're gonna like. They know that they're not gonna let her score forty, and get the record on them. Like as a team, they're gonna like make a effort to stop that from happening, at all costs, for sure. For sure, you don't want that. You don't <laughs> want somebody to put a forty on your head to break the all-time scoring record. When Steph broke the record in the NBA. I was there at that game, and it was at MSG. And when he broke it, I want to say in the first quarter, and the whole arena went crazy cheering for him. And they're like, yeah, whoa, Steph, 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 Steph. And as the home team, I would kind of feel a little bit just salty, like y'all are in, on my court, you know, and like you're, the whole crowd is standing up cheering for somebody else. But at the same time, I wouldn't be salty as like a supporter, you know, like you want to congratulate the person and give them their moment. And, but they had signs and everything. There's probably going to be people at the Iowa game with signs that say, go Caitlin. I drove all the way here to see her, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, for sure. But you say you think the Michigan game. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think the 40, 40 going to be tough to get when people know you got to get 40. Like it's it's gonna be tough. They're gonna try to stop it at all costs. Do you see her getting her normal thirty three, roughly? You think? Um, yeah, she probably she probably gonna score well still. You know, I just think like once it get once it gets to that point, they're gonna triple team her. Oh, like once literally. it gets close, they're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not today. Yeah, yeah, like it's going. They it's might gonna even become, lose the game. Just yeah, to literally. Keep the ball yeah, out of literally. Hand. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I can see it going like that. Like, well, that's like that becomes the most important thing of the game besides winning. Just literally them stopping Kaylin from getting forty. Like I'm not because I'm I'm a competitor too. Like I'm not letting you <laughs> score forty points on me to break the NCAA all time scoring record. That's not happening. You're gonna get that six points into your next game or some shit like that. You know, like it's not happening. Not 40. (laughs) Moving on. Angel Reese, she gifted the LSU men's basketball team and their coaching staff. She gave everybody beats by Dre. And they were custom LSU. When she did this for her team before, too, they were custom uh, the purple and gold colors. And in the video, she was like, yeah, guys, so surprise. I just wanted to thank you guys for supporting us. I know how hard it is to be here at this program and the schedule, blah, blah, blah. So I got this for everybody. But the guys were like, oh, okay, thanks. The coaching staff was like, woo, thank you. But the guys were like, all right, cool. And so people in the comments were saying, like, these men should have stood up and gave her a hug. These guys are so unappreciative. Like, why are they trying to play it off so cool, blah, 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 blah. But then there were also guys in the comments who said, I still don't like Angel. Boo, this is just a tax write-off. She's such an L player. And I don't understand the hate for her when she's doing something good. Um, I don't know if it's hate. 
I mean, people, everybody's got opinions. And they're entitled to their opinions. So some people might feel X way. Some people might feel Z way. Some people might feel A way. <laughs> it's just everybody got opinions. And I mean, I do feel like that's a cool gesture. Yeah. Her NIL deal probably just gave, them, gave her some beats for the team as marketing for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, that's what it was to help market beats. I mean, yeah, I mean, the guys are like, cool. They got some new beats. They probably use them. Probably don't. It's cool. So you, you think the situation was just gassed a little bit? Yeah, I feel like that's just... You got to remember, it's people's jobs to make situations bigger than what they are. Literally. So it's like, that's what they're going to do. People are going to do that. So, uh, you know, that's what comes with this internet stuff. People make things bigger than what it is a lot of times. Mm-hmm. That is true. Well, let's not make it bigger than what it is on this podcast. So moving on, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the TCU women's basketball program. It is exciting to see them fully back in action. If you remember, they had to forfeit two of their games because they didn't have enough players due to injury. Then they had open tryouts throughout the program. And then they did have a couple of students walk on one of them. If you remember, she was one of their volleyball players. The other one, they were all state champs. They just weren't on the team. They have former high school state champions, their record since they've been back. (laughs) It's not that good of a record since they've been back. However, I still find it impressive that they're able to keep the women's basketball season alive. Realistically, they weren't on the team, you know, so like they're still stepping up and doing what they can. So I think it's impressive. What do you think? I think it is literally an accomplishment to have the program still going. I mean, they forfeited two games. They won the first game against UCF, and then, I mean, reality set in. Uh, They lost Texas Tech. (laughs) Lost to Kansas, but they competed in both of those games. Kansas and Texas Tech was close games. Then they had to go to Oklahoma, lost by 18. Then same thing, they lost by 22 at Texas this morning. So now they're one and four. But, I mean, Texas is number seven school. So, of course, they're going to blew up by them. But I do think it's amazing that uh, they just continue the season. And it just shows, like, the heart of the women. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to get up, go to practice every day, still do this stuff knowing you're probably going out there and not going to win games. So it's like <laughs> just the commitment uh, from the girls is uh, really impressive and the discipline. So, yeah, I do think it is a cool accomplishment. For sure. All right, so the new AP Top 25 teams came out. I'm going to read you the top 10. So they have South Carolina, then Iowa, three is NC State, four is Colorado, Five is Ohio State, then six is Stanford, seven is Texas, eight is Kansas State, nine is UCLA, and 10 is USC. So when these rankings came out, a lot of people were just confused about how some teams have lost the same amount of games, yet they would be about three different placements away from each other. So they were saying that it's a little bit flawed because if our rec- if our record is the same, we should be around the same rank, not right. spaced out. 
So I think it is interesting just to keep an eye on the list because, of course, South Carolina is going to stay number one. They're still undefeated, so they're going to stay at number one. But even Iowa, Iowa had gone down a lot, and mm-hmm. then now they've made their way past NC State. Stanford, they they stayed up there. So I'm going to trickle in the upset alert when I say this. But I don't think the rankings fully make sense. I'm going to use specific numbers to tell you why. So Stanford is ranked number six. UCLA was ranked number nine. Stanford beat UCLA by 20 points. So number six beat number nine by 20 points. Stanford then lost to USC, who was ranked number 10. They lost to them by nine points. But if I can beat a number 19 by 20, how do I lose to a number 10 team by less than 10? Do you get what I'm saying? Like nine and 10, their talent clearly is super spaced out. If if a top team can smack one of y'all by 20 and then the team right under them, we can lose by 10? How does that make sense? Um, It makes sense because it, just, it could just be a bad game. It, it doesn't really have – and the thing about basketball, one game never really determines – well, college in the tournament actually does. But in reality, it's not always the teller of who's the better team. You can miss that night. You can get to the line a lot. Just different things uh, change the outcome of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as that situation, it's about strength of schedule. Uh, so the UCLA might have played – a better strength of schedule than USC. So mm-hmm. now they're ranked higher because they play better teams. So they're, that's that's what the rankings go by. More is like they, they look at your strength of schedule, your conference games, your road games. If you lost that game on a road by 20, if you lost that game at home by 20. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that, all of that factors into the AP polls and rankings. So that's, that's the correct way to answer that. But I do understand what you're saying. And that's why sports betting isn't as easy as people think it is because <laughs> it's so much stuff that goes into why this team might or might not win. Like mm-hmm. literally. So like in my, in my mind, uh, the team that lost by 20, I would bet them if they played again, I would bet on them to win the game. For UCLA to beat Stanford by 20. No, I'm saying if, if Stanford beat UCLA by 20, right. Right. The next time they play, and it's at UCLA, I would bet on UCLA. That's what I just said. You, yeah. Oh, but not well, by would, 20. Yeah, not by 20. I would bet on UCLA. Hmm. That's literally what I would do. I mean, shit, they missed all their shots. That's why they lost. They're not going to do that again. Wouldn't mm-hmm. happen again. And Stanford was at home. So when they play again, that's what I'm going to do. I think to your point, it does show kind of how in the tournament, when they say anything can happen, it's not just like, oh, the spirit of the tournament, anything can happen. What you're saying is that's just the rankings. So with the rankings, it's not necessarily that this team is way better and they have to beat them. They're just ranked high based off who they played. But another team could be ranked lower and still be a qualifying team that can Yep, win. exactly. Yep, because I feel like USC is is that team. They can beat everybody the way Juju mm-hmm. plays basketball. So at the end of the day, yeah, they 10, but – they can beat 
everybody two through nine <laughs> on any given night. You see, I left uh, one out, but right, <laughs> <laughs> two through nine, right. though. they can uh-huh. beat everybody. Well, that goes right into the upset alert, which was when number 10 USC played number six Stanford. They won 67 to 58 because of Juju. My athlete of the week dropped 51 points and 11 rebounds. There's ice in her veins. It was a career high for her, but also the highest points amount for a USC freshman. Love Juju. Obsessed with her. And I'm really honestly just excited that she's only a freshman. Like we get to watch this for years and years and years to come before she even goes pro. And then that'll be a whole nother Juju era. Yeah, that's really cool. Actually, now that you just said that, like, (laughs) wow, she's going to be really, really good. Because she's not going to do nothing but get better, stronger, Mm -hmm. faster, smarter. Like, wow. (laughs) That's amazing, actually. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Juju, wow. My upset alert is Virginia Tech and also my athlete. So Virginia Tech beat NC State on Thursday, 72-61, to 61, in blowout fashion at NC State. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was, that was like, pretty amazing. Number 16 beat number three school in the country at home. That's a that's a pretty uh powerful win there. Um my athlete of the week also plays for VTech. Elizabeth Kitley. She mm-hmm. had 25, 13, and two assists to go along with three steals and two blocks. Amazing. Like she destroyed them girls in every aspect of the game and led her team to victory. She was only she was twelve or twenty four from the field as well, so she was very efficient. And they put a whooping on them girls at NC State. I know they're gonna be looking for their revenge next time they see each other, but it just was nothing they could do. And VTech shot the ball well from three, so kind of hard to win when you get out rebounded fourteen to two on the offensive rebounds as well. You're not gonna win that game because you're letting your opponent shoot that many more shots than you. Uh, 44 to 28 in total rebounds is crazy. So you're definitely not going to win games like that. So question for you, because we've talked about Virginia Tech on here before. I believe we both have said Elizabeth Kitley before for our player of the week. She is a great player. Her and Georgia always kind of handled their business. But when we talked about them last time, I said, I think VT is going to have a good run this year in the tournament. And you said, uh, yeah, no, they're not. That's just not happening. That was last year. And I'm like, yeah, but they went to the final four. And you're like, yeah, that was last year. Do you think that your mindset has changed a little bit or you still don't see them going that far in the tournament this year? I don't see final four. I might see Sweet 16. Okay. I see Sweet 16, but not final four or, or Elite Eight. Uh, I, just, I just don't think they're – they're, I feel like they're good. I feel like they're a good. I feel like they're knocking on the door of the top ten. They should like in ranking. Mm. I think they should be like knocking on the door. But I feel like once they get to some of those teams, they're gonna just not have enough firepower to win. Inside, mm. they're they. I think they're gonna handle their business. But 
just certain teams I just don't think they'll be able to beat. They did beat North Carolina this week as well. So they took down my girl Deja Kelly at <laughs> North Carolina. So they got two good wins uh, under their belt. They they play tomorrow, so we'll see that at Boston College tomorrow. So they're actually at home, so they play Boston College tomorrow. That's going to be interesting. They on a nice little run right now, though, for sure. They lost to Duke and Florida State. They last two losses, so. Understandable. All right, so since that was both your upset alert and your athlete of the week, we have reached the time to give away free money, basically. So, Dallas, would you like to give away your Super Bowl Sunday free pick? Yeah, it's not the official pick for, you know, Super Bowl Sunday or nothing like that. But I think it's a solid player prop. Um, I feel like this game will have some field goals in it. I feel that the Chiefs field goal kicker is the more reliable kicker. He's been in the NFL for a while. And I also feel that Patrick Mahomes just has an ability to, like, before halftime get, get in field goal range or at the end of the game be able to get in field goal range. And I feel like that San Francisco 49ers defense will be able to get off the field on third down a couple times, even though I know Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT at scrambling and picking up first downs and all that type of stuff and keeping the drive alive. But I feel like that San Francisco defense is solid enough and well-coached enough to uh, hold the Chiefs to a couple field goals. So I'm taking Harrison Buckler. Harrison Buckler to make over 1.5 field goals. That's the play. And it's minus 110. You can find it on draft games. All right, guys, you heard it here first. We're going to wish a happy Super Bowl Sunday to everyone. But it's also happy Iowa Sunday. Caitlin got her game going, so I might be posting about her breaking a record. But like Dallas said, maybe not. They might stop her. So we will see. But she's going to go off regardless. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you in Episode 9.